0: If you brought your Bibles and you were reading along with us this morning, our scripture this morning we want to read uh, is going to be found in the book of 2 Corinthians, uh, chapter 1. Uh, and you can uh, s- stop right there and mark that place and go back to the book of Matthew, chapter 18. Uh, again, if you want to turn to the book of 2 Corinthians, uh, chapter 1, uh, but also turn back to the book of Matthew, um, chapter 18. 18 uh, We'll read from those two places in just a moment. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, Matthew chapter 18. Your needs are their needs. I'll say that one more time real slow. Your needs are their needs. What we mean by that this morning is there's needs in our life that somewhere along the way somebody else is going to have that same need. Whether it's needs to be saved or whatever it is, there's needs in our life. Your needs are their needs. We're going to read in a place, in the book of 1 Corinthians, excuse me, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, listen to what happens. Once you experience something, you're not supposed to hold it. You've got to pass it on so that your needs are met and so can their needs be met. Folks, there's not a human being that roams this earth that God cannot meet the needs of. read 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and in verse 4 who comforteth us in all our tribulation now he comforteth us in our tribulation now if you want to underline that word tribulation mark that word for just a second and he goes on to say that we may be able to comfort them which are in trouble underline the word trouble and I want you to notice something The original word tribulation and the original word trouble have the exact same meaning, to be in distress. So I want you to notice what's going on in this verse that Paul is talking about. He said, there's a time where you were in distress, but God gave you peace. He said, now you need to reach out to others that are in the same boat. Your troubles are their troubles. You're not the only person experienced. They're not the only person experienced. God can help all. Notice what he said. Who comforteth us in all of our tribulation. Do you believe in that? I hope you do. That we may be able, not just to take it and say, look what happened to me. That we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. By the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Book of Matthew chapter 18 I want to turn back and read for just a moment. Jesus was talking about forgiveness. It was about a man that was in a debt. And in that 27th verse, the Lord was moved with compassion. And he loosed him and forgave him his debt. But notice the 28th verse. But the same servant went out. So here it is. One person found peace or forgiveness... But didn't want to give that forgiveness. Remember what I said earlier. If we found peace in tribulation. We should also want others to find peace in tribulation. In other words. We should want everybody to experience what we experience. I truly believe. That's what the psalmist David said. He said let us rejoice. Uh, he said I was glad when they said unto me. Let us go in the house of the Lord. I believe that David wanted others to go to the house of the Lord. And feel what he felt. But let's be honest about something this morning. Not everybody feels what you feel in life. Not everybody feels what I feel in life, but I pray that they would. But here's what happened. A person experienced debt being forgiven. So it said he went out and he found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a 100 pence, and he laid hands on him. Isn't it amazing how we want to give differently than what we have received? Folks, the Bible teaches us we are to give what we receive. Not differently than what we receive. It's we give in accordance to what we have received. Your troubles are their troubles. If you found peace, they need to find peace. If God gave it to us, we need to to pass these things along. Let's read along again. I'm going to read this one more time. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant... Fell down on his feet. Notice the condition of this servant. And he besought him. That means he begged. He was in a situation. Now I want you to notice the situation he was in. And he said, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. And he would not. But he went and cast him into the prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what he had done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all thy, that debt because thou desirest me. The word desirest in that, 20, that 39th verse is the same one where the fellow servant in the 29th verse said he besought him. There's two different words that had the exact same meaning. He said... He urgently sought after you, you urgently sought after me, but the outcome is different. One, we can learn a lesson that there's something only God can give that man cannot give, and that's obviously mercy that we see here. But what the Lord's teaching the lesson here in in Matthew chapter 18 is, He said if you had a condition in your life that you met, and you got the result of forgiveness and find peace in your life, then why do you not give that also? And that's what a great deal of Matthew chapter 18 is all about. Is about people finding forgiveness of the sin they've committed. And I tell you that this morning because your troubles are their troubles. And you know what? We all have these things and we all are seeking a way out. Whether it's debt and getting out of that or trouble and finding peace, we all are looking for a way out. So let's go back to 1 Corinthians for just a minute. And I want you to notice what he says in first, excuse me, 2 Corinthians, is the first chapter, and in the fourth verse says this, Who comforteth us. Do you believe God is able? In the sentence right there. Do you believe that God is able? If you come this morning and you want to put stipulations on, well, God can or maybe God can this, folks, you're missing out on what the power of God is. Do you believe that God is able? Do you believe God is able to forgive death? Absolutely. Do you believe that God is able to heal the sick? Absolutely. Do you believe God is able to open up doors and, and jobs in our life? And Do you believe that God is able to open up opportunities? Do you believe that God works miraculous ways? Do you believe that God can? For it says here, he says, who comforteth us? If there's one person that can bring you your needs in your life and supply your needs, it's God. Now, I don't know that I would go to a mechanic and ask for medical advice and vice versa. I wouldn't go to the doctor and expect to find any kind of advice about how to fix my automobile. But I do know this. We can go to Christ, the great physicians, when we have needs in our life. Physical needs, spiritual needs, whatever it is we need. Because it says, who comforteth us? I like how he says there, it's who talking about a person. Where do you find comfort in your life? You know, people a lot of times are trying to tap into this magic formula of how do you find peace in life? How do you find happiness in life? And they have all these solutions. You know what? And they all have their place. I'm not against all these solutions and, 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 and methods, I guess, by which people find happiness. But I want to tell you something I, I deeply believe in this morning. Folks, there is not a happiness that you will get in the world like you will find in Jesus Christ. The happiness and the peacefulness you find in Jesus is like none other. So if we are in trouble and we find peace in Jesus, what about our neighbor beside us? What about our families and our friends, our mothers and our fathers, our children, our siblings, or our grandparents, or, or the people that live down the road that we go and visit every day? Do we want them in their troubles to seek out after Jesus? Or do we want something opposite to happen to them than what happened to us? That's much like what happened in Matthew 18. But we see here in, in uh, the book of uh, 2 Corinthians, in that first, uh, uh, first chapter, in that fourth verse, it says, Who comforteth us? Isn't it amazing how that God knows exactly where you are and what you stand in need of? You know, sometimes before you get cold, there's a jacket that's hanging up there waiting for you to put on when you get cold. Aren't you glad to know that before you ever have a need in your life, God already has what you need to overcome that problem that you have? You know what? Isn't it amazing how God is equipping you today for what may happen tomorrow? Aren't you thankful that God prepared you last month for something you faced this month? Do you believe that God is giving you and preparing you today for something that's going to happen in some tomorrow? I don't know which tomorrow, but in some tomorrow, it is going to happen. Our troubles are their troubles. You know what? There's somebody in yesterday that already knows about our troubles that we're going to face tomorrow. Matter of fact, so often when people are going through some times in their life, they'll say... Well, I know exactly what you're going through. And I don't mean that just in a, in a painful way, but you know what? People that are living in good times in their life, they're saying, I know exactly what you're going through. I remember that day so well, just like it was yesterday. We, we find that that's happening, that, that people experience something at different times in their life. That's just the, the, the nature of time, he says. But notice what he said. Who comforteth us? If God has the ability... And God has the means by which to heal and to fix and to take care of things. Is it imperative and important, I should even say, for us to go to Him for those problems? Sometimes we think that God knows all things. Why don't He just step back, look down at thee which sits up on high and He looks down low. Why don't He just wish and will whatever upon us? Because there's something that we need to understand about God. He desires for us to seek after Him. Do I believe that God can just sit here and, and here and here and here and give out this and give out that and give this to here and give this to there and do this and that? I believe God can do those things. But I also believe God desires for us to ask. I believe God desires for us to seek after Him. And that's why He says that it is He. And you know what? God can cause the, the hard times and God can cause the good times. We 've been talking over the last few Wednesdays about Jonah and how that, that, that God taught him to go one way and he ran another way, and you know what? God created the circumstances to cause a great fish to swallow him up and God, and, and God began to speak unto Jonah. Jonah got obedient, he turned from his wickedness and running from God, and said, "You know what uh, lord i 'll do that and the, the very thing we talked about this past week was the word of the Lord came again a second time unto Jonah. Aren't you glad today to know that God, that, that He creates circumstances, but it's to bring us to a place that we might be submissive to Him, that we might turn to Him and lean on Him because He is able, folks, God was able to deal with Jonah. God is able to deal with you and me. God is able to work with us if we will let us. Let me ask you, this is a very, very personal question, but when's the last time you asked God, fill in the blank there, when's the last time you asked God to help? When's the last time you asked God to remove? When's the last time you asked God to strengthen? When's the last time you asked God for wisdom? When's the last time you asked God? We know that we should do these things, but thinking them and doing them is two different things. Listen to what he says here. Who comforteth us? Have we sought after who? Have we sought after the one have we sought after the one that's able to help us out? For he says, who comforteth us in all our tribulation? Notice the comfort that he's, the ability to do. One of my, I call it get, get out of a situation is, I'll just say, well, that's outside of my pay scale. I can't handle that. How many times in our life has God looked at you in your circumstance and said, you know, son, that's one of those things I can't handle. You know, sometimes people might even say, well, I can do 99% of the work, but there's just 1% I can't handle. Folks, name me one thing God cannot do. You mean to tell me that a being that can just speak all of heaven and earth into existence cannot take care of your problems in life? You mean to tell me a God that can make the sun every day and and, and sink every day and every night to rise and to set? You mean to tell me God cannot take care of our lives? When I, it says here that He is able to comfort us in all our tribulations. There are some circumstances in my life, there are some circumstances in your life that the world and the people closest to you cannot handle. There are some people that will say, well, I've never been down this road before, I don't know what to do. Maybe somebody will come up to you saying, well, that's just not an area I'm comfortable with. Folks, I'm glad today to know that he can take care of, as He said here, all our tribulations. Let me ask you this. If you say amen and you believe God can take care of everything for you, do you believe he can take care of something for somebody else? Your troubles are their troubles. If you believe in God that he can do it for you, what about them? Did they believe in that? And that was the difference in the debtor there. That they got forgiveness. But he felt like they deserved something different. Folks, none of us get what we deserve. And I know we've talked about that. But aren't you glad today to know that God can give everybody the exact same thing? For he says, Who comforteth us in all our tribulations. I like how he even words it where he says, Who comforteth us. I'm convinced There are people that are roaming this earth that feel like they will never find joy and peace and happiness again. Some people feel like that when life is just, it it gets rude and rough and it gets tough. They feel like they'll never enjoy peace. Can I ask you a very personal question again? Do you believe that there is such thing as experiencing peace at the most difficult times in your life? Not peace as far as, we think peace means enjoy a situation. Folks, that's not what it means. It just means to know that everything's going to be all right. Do you believe that it's possible for us to realize and to know and to understand that in the most extreme circumstances in our life, we can feel everything's going to be all right? Folks, I do. I believe that there is not a situation or a circumstance that can happen in this world today. And let me tell you, there's some horrendous stories that I hear, but I do know this. Is that everything is going to be all right for a child of God. When the scripture tells me, fear not he that is able to destroy the body. Let me tell you, there's some horror stories of what people are able to do to a body. But he said, fear he that is able to destroy the body and soul. Folks, today, I'm glad to know that no matter what happens in our life, for a child of God, there is a better day awaiting. And we see here that he talks about how that who comforted us in all our troubles. And notice what he said here is that when he gets to that point of trouble, he said, who comforted us, excuse me, in all our tribulation. You know, a lot of people are having a hard time understanding and, and maybe translating. And they, it's kind of like Nebuchadnezzar's men, how they wanted to translate the dream. And they didn't understand it, so they want somebody else to, exp- to, to translate it for them. You know, when it comes to peace with God and forgiveness of our debt, I guess you would say, that we're in. You know, the interesting part is, we want others to explain to us, or excuse me. We want to try to explain to others what it's like to about have peace with God. And the the difference is, it's not about us being able to adequately tell them about peace. It's about them finding out where they too can find peace in their life. That's two different things. If I stand here and tell you how, how warm and fuzzy the sun feels outside, you're trying to get my description of what it's like. But if you go outside and stand in the warm, fuzzy sun, you have experienced it for yourself. You see today, your troubles are their troubles. Our peace is their peace. And that's why he says there, he said, who comforteth us in all our tribulation. But notice what he said. He comforteth us. Do you believe that there are such saying? as substitutions for our troubles? And what I mean by that is, do you believe that people are going through troubles in life and they want to try to substitute what it is that can give them satisfaction? Folks, today, if we could pause Church time on Sunday morning, and say freeze, time out. Let's all just go out in the world and let's just see what all is going on around us. We would all be amazed at the people that Sunday is just another day. Now, do you have to believe the Sabbath is on Sunday? No. If you want to believe the Sabbath is on Saturday, I don't. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I understand that. Maybe I should say that. But here is what I ask you: is is that do these people that don't, don't, don't have church or don't believe in these things, what do they have to turn to in time of trouble? For he says here that he comforteth us. Folks, today God gives us comfort when nobody else can. When everything else has failed, and you know, it, it, you've heard me say this before, when all else fails, pray. Why is that not the first saying? When all else fails, turn to God. You know what I pray that we're doing is that we tell the world before they ever go in debt, when you do get in debt, turn to Jesus. Sometimes we want to say, uh, well, if you're lost and you're separated from God and you've got a debt, you need to be saved. I agree to that. But you know what? I love these children in church and how that they're being reared and they're being taught. You may not be in debt. Now they are in debt. They just don't know it. But when you come to understand your sin, debtfulness, where are you going to turn to? Our troubles are their troubles. Our deliverance is going to be their deliverance. What we experience, they're going to experience. For notice what he says. He says, Who comforteth, us. You know a lot of people are turning to a lot of things for comfort. Drugs, alcohol, money, all kinds of things that are out there today. Some some addictions we call good and some of them we call bad but there's all kinds of things people turn to to find that peace with God. I want to tell you again and I've said it before and I'll say it again this morning. There is no peace that you'll get in the world like you'll get in Jesus Christ. There's just something about it. There is, there's troubles that are removed from us that others need to experience. And notice what he says, who comforted us in all our tribulation. God does not just give us peace in our life for our own selfish gain. We've got somebody else we need to go tell about. Can I ask you another personal question? Are you holding on to something secretive this morning? Are you holding on to something that God has done for you in your life, but you are ashamed or afraid to tell it? So I ask this question, why? Well, maybe it's not true. Well, you'll know if it's true or not because it's your experience. Are you holding on to something today that God has done for you in your life that somebody somewhere needs to hear? I'm fully aware when you walk out those doors, it's a different conversation than what goes on here. For you to hear the name of Jesus and talk about Christ and saving and the bloodshed, none of us are going to turn our heads saying, well, who's that talking? But I can tell you there's a lot of places you go today and you start talking about Jesus and bloodshed and forgiveness and and salvation. They're going to turn their head thinking, well, what's going on here? What are they saying? You see, there's a different conversation in the church house than it is out there, and, and understandably so. But the thing is, is that how many of us have grown silent in the world today that something he has done because he says he has comforted us so that we might be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. I believe today that, notice what he says, that we may be able to comfort. Let me see if I can ask this question just right. And look at that statement again in 2 Corinthians 1 and 4. He gives you what you need to go. So here's the question. Do you believe that God can successfully and adequately prepare you for what you need when you go out there? Absolutely do I believe in that. Folks, the day that God saved your soul, He gave you what you need to face the world. I know you don't have fancy words. but you got fancier words than I do. I know you may not have be been able to say, well, uh, this is what uh, John 3 says, and this is what uh, Genesis 12 and 4 says. I understand you may not be able to quote the Scripture. I don't quote the Scripture. You all are better than I am. But the thing is, we have a testimony. We have an experience of our, our troubles and our experiences we've had, and how others can do that too. For He says that we may be able to comfort. None of us like troubles and trials in life. You know what I've learned about? Man, there's a whole lot of information out there on this, and I don't want to turn into session on this, but there's a lot of information that talks about people that go through traumatic experiences, how they bond with other people going through traumatic experiences. In other words, I, and I'm going to make this up, you know, one person that's lost a house to a fire will bond to somebody else that's lost a house in a fire. Somebody else that, whatever, you just fill in all these things. Saved people bond with other saved people. Why? Because being lost, I don't know if I can say it like this, but I will. Being lost is traumatic. You don't just shake it off. You can't just get rid of it. You can't just cover it up like it didn't happen, folks. The reality is when you're lost, you are one miserable person. I was miserable. I couldn't shake it. I would lay my head down. I would play sporting events. I would hang out with my friends. And sometimes I would get distracted. But then I realized deep down inside, I was still lost and I still needed to be saved, folks. Saved people bond with saved people. Don't you think that's what the church is? That's the whole purpose of the church. We come together. We glorify in that. And you know what? People in the world today, they, they bond because they've gone through this experience and this person, they bond together because they have a love for cars and for hunting and the and, and, and cars and whatever it is. See, that people love to do, they bond together because of that common tie that they have. You know what I love about coming here this morning? Your troubles were my troubles. Your deliverance is the same deliverance I was in. You went through one thing and got delivered. I went through some a little bit different but it's the same thing and God delivered us. Aren't you glad today from the band of the brotherhood that we can come together as brothers and sisters in the Lord and we can band together because we all know what it's like to be saved. If there's one soul that's here that's not saved this morning I want you to know something. Every person that's saved knows exactly where you're at right now. We know exactly that the excuses the devil may have given me may not be what he's given you. But it's not about the particular line that he gives you. It's the stumbling block that he tries to give you. Okay, well, you've got to go do this, you've got to go do that. It's a stumbling block. For one person it may work, one person is different. But it's anything he can keep you from doing, we all relate to understanding. And that's why he tells us that ye may be able to comfort. Which brings me to this. Folks, if we've ever been saved, God does not want us sitting around silent. Churches are way too quiet. Our lives are way too silent. People have gotten very vocal about a lot of things, and they get stirred deep down inside of that. But you know, may we be stirred about people that need to turn to Christ in their life. For he says here that we, that we may be able to comfort. Folks, if we have a peace in our life, our desire should be for the next person to have that same peace in their life does everybody have the same peace in their life? That No. And, and, and I'm saying that because saved people have one kind of peace in their life. Unsaved people, totally different. And that's why he says, Who comforteth in our tribulations, that ye may be able to comfort them which are in any <coughs> trouble. By the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Today, aren't you glad to know that comforting is something that's real, and it's something that's accessible? For there is a world of people that are in need of just that very thing today. So, if you go back to Matthew chapter eighteen, there was the one that was forgiven of the debt, went out of the streets and found somebody that owed him some money, and he was ready to throw. He grabbed him by the neck and then get ready to throw him in the prison till he paid his debt. And then all of a sudden, the Lord said, "He begged of you, and you didn't show mercy. You begged of me, and I showed mercy." He said, your troubles were not their troubles. What they experienced, what you experienced were different. Don't you want them to experience what you experienced? You know what? I pray that every person in our life gets to experience what I've experienced in my life. And I pray this morning, if you're here and you've never been saved, that you can understand what 2 Corinthians 1 and 4 says, who comforteth us in all our tribulation. That's what's happened to me. That we may be able, and that's what we're here, we're ably telling you. To comfort anybody else that may be here in trouble. Remember the word trouble and tribulation both mean to be in distress. By the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. God bless you this morning. I want us to get a song. Do you believe in divine comfort this morning? Do you believe in a comfort that only comes from God? I do. My troubles are your troubles. I believe in it. I got delivered from it. And I pray that you would too as we stand together and sing this song.